All right, welcome back to the What's Your Motor podcast. Today is a very special episode. Um, I have a longtime friend, brother. Um, we're alumni from Mesmer, so this is going to be a great conversation. Uh, he's a businessman, a husband, um, a father, um, a community guy, really, really big into the community. I'm going to let him talk about some of those things, but welcome Victor Sloan, my boy Vic, to the podcast. What's going on, Vic? Cooler, man. Appreciate you having me, bro. How you feeling today? <clears throat> feeling pretty good, man. Feeling pretty good. I ain't working, so <laughs> that's always good. Um, yeah, man. I just want to say I appreciate you having me on, bro. It's dope what you're doing. I like the whole setup and stuff like that. So um, definitely, big thanks on that. Oh, for sure. Um, so for you know, I know a lot. Of, we got a lot of people that kind of like do know us because of you know being in the city and stuff like that. But you know. Um, I look at you as like a humble guy, so you don't really look for a lot of notoriety, but um, I always want to shine light on those people that I really see and I work with closely, and um, our friendship goes beyond just podcasts. We can play ball together. Yeah. We can get into that later, but we quit together. You know, all that good yeah. stuff, but, you know, um, I just feel like having you on here would be a good a good look because you do some great things, and I don't think a lot of people acknowledge you for that, so... Um, just for starters, you know, what was it like for you uh, growing up here in Milwaukee oh, before we met? Um, <clears throat> honestly, bro, uh, growing up in Milwaukee was like, it was great. Like, okay. you know what I mean? For me, to me, like growing up in the, because I, you know, I always say I was born in the 80s, raised in the 90s and the 2000s, right? Yeah. So that was kind of like a, um, a blessing. You know, because uh, we got a little bit of the nostalgic before the computer. <laughs> Rotary phones. Yeah, before the cell phone. Yeah. You know, I remember, bro, when it, it wasn't even computers in schools yet. And I remember when the first computer started, you know, um, when we start, first started having computers. Right. And um, so I always say it, it was great, bro. But um, growing up, to me it was great. But to mm -hmm. somebody from the outside would probably think, like, it was, it was that it was that inner city ghetto upbringing, you know what I mean? A sing, uh, young mother, uh -huh. um, father, I, I was fairly young father. He was still kind of young when okay. he had me. Okay. Um, and then you got to think of the era they came, they were together and they were together in the 80s. So what was going on out here? There was a lot going on in the 80s. Drugs, money. Violence. Violence, prison time, uh, uh, mothers having young teen mothers. Yeah. So, you know, they were together in that time. Right. So um, I'm big on not like trying to tell somebody else's story, but they story from my point of view was obviously uh, my pops, he was, uh, he was in the, you know, he was trying to find his way. You know right. what I mean? He was in the right. streets. I don't say that glorifying it. Right. You know what I mean? But um, it was a lot different than it is now. Right. 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 So they were like trying to find ways to take care of, you know, what they had to take care of. And uh, so I say that to say, um, you know, up and down. Right. Sometimes your parents doing good. You get a couple pairs of shoes. Sometimes <laughs> they ain't doing so good. Mm -hmm. Hey, boy, you better take out that toothbrush and and, uh, and get you some soap and water and clean off your shoes. shoes and absolutely. And strings. And so mm -hmm. uh, it was, uh, but it, that struggle, bro, in real life, like built me. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Okay. I didn't, of course, you don't like it going through it. Especially, you know, as a, especially as a kid, like yeah, you don't even understand it. Yeah. And then you had siblings. I had siblings, so um, my my mom with my mom. Uh, let me stop everything. Happy birthday, moms! Today is our birthday. Shout out, my dude. Say happy birthday. So when you see this, mom, happy birthday. <laughs> but uh, 
So with my mom, it was just me and my sister. So everybody that went to school with us, they knew Vic and Sade. Gotcha. Yep, I remember Sade. Yeah, so like everywhere we went, it was me and her. Mm -hmm. But people always just thought it was us two. But then, no, I had five, six other siblings. Mm, Um, I didn't even know that. mm -hmm. So my my father um, had five or six other kids. Don't. Don't be mad at me, Pops. Uh, I didn't get the number right. But I want to say that to say I'm not saying that because I don't know him. Right. Because we were all close. Got you. So, so you still I, have relationships with all of them. Yeah. So like, to some degree. My dad didn't play that. This, that mama, this, that mama. He was like, y'all my kids. And right. wherever he was, mm-hmm. we was. Got you. So like, what no, um, yeah, he can't. No, nah, Pops, Pops, I, I commend him for that. He stood on that like. Um, he made sure that all of us uh, stayed, to, you know, stayed at least in touch. You know, you get older mm-hmm. and different little things right. happen. But right. as kids, apart. nah. So is it safe to say that you you got a you had a good relationship with your father? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. But I'm gonna say this: I got a better relationship with him now. Okay. It's safe to say when I was young, I had a scared relationship with my father. Okay, you had a fear. Yeah. Uh, was it a healthy fear, or was yeah. it what? Okay. I needed it. Right, right, right. I didn't think that at the time, but I needed it. How important is that for young, especially young black men like us, mm-hmm. to have a father, especially our own father, mm-hmm. to really be there? And we had a healthy fear, as opposed to them not being there or only here monetarily mm-hmm. and not really spending that time with us. How important is that? Man, that's like, bro, it's everything. Like, I don't like to get into the man and woman wars, but uh, whether you're talking about uh, biblically or whatever, uh-huh. fathers are important, man. Men are important to the society, bro. That's why I push, you know, um, I, I push men so much. Like, you know, I like to highlight things that men do as well because we got to get back to realizing that in our communities, especially, we need men, right? You right. Know what I mean, you hear so much, so many podcasts or different um, uh, shows. I don't need no man. I'm an independent single woman. Right, right, right. Uh, and I think that rhetoric hurts us. So for me, having my, uh, having that, first of all, that healthy fear of my father, but having him involved in my life uh, was important because I seen what I was and what I wasn't. So, so I seen this. So is it true? And this is crazy that you even telling me. That. I'm, I appreciate your perspective because mm-hmm. is it true that a uh, a son kind of seeks or or uh, can validate his identity through his father? Yeah. Um. For me though, I was just trying to figure him out mm-hmm. <laughs> because you got to remember what I just told you. He was he was in the street, so he was in and out the house. So okay. yeah, he would come get me. He dropped me off with my brothers and sisters, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But he was doing what he was doing. So, um, he was light skinned. I'm brown skinned, right? Right. So I'm like, all right, we don't look exactly alike. That's how <laughs> you know I'm thinking at the time. Right. You five, six. You're looking at this person trying to identify yourself within them, right? right. So I'm looking like, you know what I mean? So, right. Trying to measure up. But he wasn't like real. Sit down. And explain it to you at that type of person. He was just kind of matter of fact. Hey, go in there and do that. Hey, get up. Hey, man, go put your clothes on. Right. He wasn't like, hey. Straight to the point. Yeah, you got to put your clothes on because we need to go to. No, he wasn't doing nothing. It's like, hey, da, da, da. so I'm still trying to figure him out. Like, but he was mean to me. So I was like, you know, because my mom, she, you know, it's like, I don't got to ask for nothing when I go to my mama. You know, my mama <laughs> right. Get a cake. Mom's going to take she care of everything. Yeah, yeah like, do your thing. Yep, go ahead. Right. Over there, it's like, all right, 
it's five or six of us. You can't be just going in there eating no honey bun. Everybody got to get one. Right, right. You got to divvy up this. Right. So it taught me not to be selfish. Mm. It taught me um, just just having that around. But it, again, I wanted to circle back to it taught me um, who I was and who I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So when I go to my daddy's house, you might gotta you might gotta fight your cousin. You might gotta right. fight with your cousins. Right. So now when I'm going back home when it's just me and my sister and you trying to like step to me or right, me, right. it ain't happening. Like that, that all this ain't that. That all created your character. Yeah, because who it, you are. It was DNA off the top. Right. Sometimes you just gotta be putting them situations for right. your DNA they to, to come show. out. Right. Right. But me seeing that is like I'm coming up around my dad had seven brothers. Okay. They was all pretty much the same. Right, right. Mother, you know what no, I mean? No, for but, sure, for sure. But you know what I mean? Apple this, didn't fall it, too far from the tree. And this ain't no, like, me telling my story. This like public record. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I know like, what you this, mean. This public record. So, right, right, right. What I'm saying is, even mm-hmm. if, when it wasn't my dad, I'm looking at my uncles. I mean, he just got out from doing this much stuff. Right, right. This is what you're seeing. This. So, yeah, I'm like, okay, I know I ain't nobody, you know what I mean? That right. you can just roll over or step to. But it was also... They were like to me, gentlemen as well. They they had qualities where they taught you things that you could use in life. Gotcha. So I would take those things from going with my father to go back to my mom's crib. Right. And then I would implement them like I'm a protector when it comes to my sister. Did you feel like you was the man in the house? Uh when I got a certain age. Okay. Like I just felt like I was the protector of my sister. Okay. My mom's. So we just talked about my my, my dad, but right. I gotta go to my mom's real quick. So my mom's side of the family was all women. My dad, all men. Right. So my mom's side of the family, South Christian, more gotcha. Christian based and stuff like that. But uh-huh. moms was young and turned. Like, I right. keep it real, moms. Like, moms was going out. Okay. She was living her life because she came up in the era where it's like, all right, we coming out of this. Black women were starting to find their own identity and what the world had to offer them. Yep. I want to go to the Navy. That liberation. to the Navy. Like, okay. I want to, I want to. See what life got for me. Right, right. right. And moms wasn't no pushover. So I got both DNAs where it's like, you feel what I'm saying? I'm, I'm so standing for something. I knew who I, I knew that wasn't, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that those situations didn't present themselves, but I just always was like, right. You know, had an attitude where it was like, and I think okay, I, I know who I am. And I can see that because uh, you, you always seem super sure of yourself. Even when we was in uh, high school, when yeah. we used to go, and we could talk about it in a minute, but. When we would have debates, or you would debate with somebody, you was always sure of yourself. Like you was always like, yeah. And I can. So you saying that that makes that makes so much sense. Because I might have been like nervous in that situation, but but DNA kicked in. Yeah, that was your disposition. You were given that disposition through Mm -hmm. DNA. I feel that. Um. So talk about your uh your educational journey um in Milwaukee. Like what was it like? I know you went to public school and then you finally came to Mesmer. But what was that like for you? Um. Man, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with you, bro. Um, what schools did you go to? I went to. Uh, I'm glad you asked that. My very first elementary uh-huh. school was La Follette. La Follette, right off Tenth and Burlock. That's where my pops stayed, right okay. there. I was staying on Ninth and Burlock. I don't know who should say it, but it's called Dime Bag. But yeah, yeah. So La Follette, uh huh. Sixty Fifth Street School. Okay. Engelberg. Engelberg. I used to live out there. Yeah, my buddy went to Engelberg. Eighty First Street School. Eighty First Street School. Okay. Um, and the reason why I went to all those schools is inner city living, man. You move a lot when you got a single mom. So how many schools is that? La Follette, Engelberg, Sixty Fifth, 
81st, 4th. And that's all through 8th grade? To, no, to 6th grade. To 6th grade. You know, they, back then, it was elementary, middle, high. So you went to John Muir? Then I went to John Muir for middle For 6th through 8th? I mean, six through eight, six through eight. So it was, you know, moving around a lot. That's why I had a lot of friends, like, because you know what I mean. It was like, I went to this school, I went to that school, but uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Like looking back on it, um, NPS was a scary place, bro. Yeah, and you went, and that's five different schools. Five different schools. I went to six different schools. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, NPS was scary. And, and then me and my sister, we went there together. Right. And I said that to say NPS was a scary place when I look back at it now. <laughs> no, seriously, bro, yeah. because you're dealing with uh, people that are in, um, what is, what's the word I want to say? Well, you're dealing with people that are in, uh, uh, not shelters. Uh, Where, some of them are homeless. Yeah, home. so, 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 adopt, they're not adopted, but foster homes. I'm sorry. Yeah, foster so kids. You're dealing with foster kids. You're dealing with kids who might be getting sexually assaulted. You're Physically abused. Who parents are on drugs, who live with their grandma because their mom and their dad did. A lot, of, a lot of kids grew up with grandparents, didn't they, during yeah. that, when we were growing up, especially? But we, didn't, we didn't know this, right? Right. But one day somebody could be your friend and then he could be having a bad day because what we just said going on at home, right? Absolutely. Then, he swing off and punch you in the face. Yep. Like, I done seen this happen. Impulsive. And it's like, hey, bro, like, we been cool, but you don't know what he's going through. <laughs> right. And you as a saying? kid, that's a lot to process. And that's a lot to process. And then, like, MPS schools, the class sizes are bigger. So, you're dealing with... So, look, you, you, you focused on your class, but what about the other class? Dude don't like you because he like the girl that you sit next to and y'all... So it, that it happened was, in sixth grade. It was, it was wild. Like, and then, for me, like I said, I had a big family on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. Men... And, and, and cousins and all right. that stuff. But nobody never knew that because I, none of them ever went to school. It was like, you feel what I'm saying? So it was me and my sister, we went to school together. Right. So now you got to protect yourself in this environment. And then you have to um, be looking out for your, your, yep. your uh, sibling. Yep. And then, you know, you, you got... you. You having fun? I'm, don't get don't get it wrong, bro. It was fun, right? Definitely was fun. Mm-hmm. But looking back on it, and when I look at where some of my classmates um, ended, I had a, a homie man. He was uh, at at John Muir, and uh, he ended up thinking like sixteen, getting like thirty years. So and, and then I looked. I was just looking up his case the other day. Uh-huh. Like he got this way back, like in '03, and I'm looking at his case. He's still in there. Like, you feel that's, what I'm saying? That's 20 years. Yeah, So, I, but I look at a lot of the people that ended up getting indicted, going to the feds and different stuff like that. And so Dying. I look, when I look back at it, that's probably my view of it now. Like, right. That's kind of a scary place for a kid right. to be. You feel what I'm saying? But at the time, it was fun. And then, in the moment, you didn't really yeah, recognize all that. Hot boys. You, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Jabot suits, the shiny Jabot what? suits with the Reeboks. You know what I mean? All that. It was fun. House parties. Okay, so wait, wait. Okay. So what made you pick Mesmer? Oh, man, for high gotta, school, gotta give a big shout out to Katrina Washington, K. Wash, man. Katrina Washington, Katrina Washington. Um, her and uh, my sister was uh, her and Sade was uh, uh, friends in in uh, middle school. Okay, and so we were trying to get into Rufus King. Everybody in my neighborhood was trying to get into Rufus King. I applied for King too. Uh, nobody got in, mm-hmm. and uh, so <laughs> uh, we didn't know where we was going. Right. So we had something at the school, and my mom came, and so. Uh, my sister introduced my mom to 
her like, oh, this is my good friend. Right. And so the father was right there. So they just got mm-hmm. to talk. She's like, where are they going? And I was like, I don't know. They ain't getting king. So um, he tried to figure it out. She's like, you should put them in Mesmer. And my mom like, what's that? A lot um, of people didn't know what that was. She's like, what's that? And um, so she told her. Mm-hmm. And to her, I'm going to keep it real with you, to her benefit, I'm going to say she was spitting it. Like, she knew who she was talking about. She was spitting it. Like, yeah, it's the, uh, you can sign up for this. About and, the school? Yeah. So, um, and her dad, too, was there. So, okay. um, mom started looking into it, man. Mm-hmm. And I want to give her big shout outs and credit, bro. Like, she stayed on it. And that ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to me in my life, bro. Like, she, uh, I didn't want to go to Mesmer. Right. I played basketball, you know, so I thought I was going to go play basketball in high school. And so that wasn't one of the lit schools. I never even heard of it. <laughs> you wanted to go to a public school? I wanted to go to a public school. Gotcha. And so, uh, moms woke us up one day. She was like, y'all ain't going to school. You know, we always had to go to school. So I'm like, huh? She's like, I ain't going to school today. She was like, uh, get dressed. So we started walking. Uh-huh. So I'm like, where are we going <laughs> She took us to a the place, it's the Dak Shack now, but it used to be called the Diner. Yep, the Diner. And she took us there. We ate some pancakes. I'm like, oh, this lit. So we keep walking. I'm like, where are we going? So we walked to Mesmer. She's like, y'all shadowing today. And then uh, I ended up going in there shadowing Tracy. And it was end up being Tracy cousin, cousin. Yeah, your cousin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cousin. Bro, loved it immediately. From the shadow date? From the shadow date. I don't even think I shadowed in April. You know why? Because I came in kind of nervous, like. We talking about seniors and juniors, you know what right. I mean? So I'm like, man, they might be coming from NPS. I'm like, they might be ribbing. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know what to I'm expect. Like, bro, you see my shoes look In good. high school, I yeah. Respect, bro. They, Bigger kids. Bro, they, they came open arms. What's your name? Upperclassmen, look all right. Just keep going about their business. They was, it was just like, it was love, bro. So I was like, oh, man. Bro. So you end up I'm coming to Mesmer. This. I'm feeling this, yeah. So you end up coming to Mesmer. Um, you was there freshman year. Yeah. Talk about what happened. Um, so, like, what caused you not to be there for a minute? Uh, so, I mean, we ain't going to sugarcoat it. I got kicked out. Right. <laughs> um, so what happened was uh, what well, it was the transition coming from NPS to a public, private. a private school um, environment. Right. So I was just used to, I was going to keep doing everything I was doing at John Muir. Barely putting in any effort. You know, from what teachers call being disruptive, right. doing different things like that. But basketball at the time was saving me mm-hmm. um, because Mr. Connors. Um, shout, shout out, out Mr. Connor. Mr. Connor man. Mike Connor. Guy, man. He'll run you to death uh, with them stairs, boy. Yeah, man. Um, one of my favorite people that I, I ever played for. But um, um, Mike Connor, I think he just, he never did nothing to show me that. He like I was one of his favorites, but I always felt like I was one of his favorites. Got you. You know what I mean? Got you. So I know it was him, like kind of like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I uh, playing on the basketball team, bro. Not getting good grades, mm-hmm. being involved in stuff and doing things that I sh- I had no business doing. And uh, they ended up uh, a situation happened. Um, I was there, um, mm-hmm. and honestly, bro, I didn't want to give up. <laughs> information if you're being honest like they like as a kid happened. you ain't supposed to say nothing right because where i come from so i'm like i, ain't I don't saying know nothing. what y'all talking about right and they was like oh okay you don't and you out of here lumped you in there with it yes sir they, they was like you out of here and so uh yeah that's how uh, that's what happened and you end up going where to custer man shout custer out, shout out to uh cougars man shout <laughs> out to my, my fellow cougars what was it like going from you was at mesmer your freshman year for was it the whole freshman year 
or was it like? No, I was at Mesmer. I was at Mesmer for three months. For three months, so it was just that quick. So you mess with three months, and then it's like, okay, boom, I got a taste of the private school um, life, and now I go right back. Okay. Yeah. What was it like? What was that transition like? Man, it was it was um, right in the beginning. I'm gonna be mm-hmm. honest with you. Uh, I fit, I went to Custer and fit right in. Right. Like I, you was used like to I it. Came, what's up, bro? I ain't seen you in a minute. Right, like, right, right. But what I started to notice was. People were starting to position themselves with who, where they was gonna be in life already. Okay. So if you was gonna be in the streets, you was kind of already, already over there. there. If you was finna start trying to be in sports and play basketball, you was kind of already over here. Right. Right. Honestly, even though I was coming out of, I wasn't ready to make no choice and decision. Right. I was just being me, which was a jack of all trades. I right. Really right. 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 But I, but going to Custer showed me like you got to pick, and I wasn't ready to grow up. So it was it was. I was I was perfectly fine on the outside, but people didn't know on the inside. I'm like, I want to go back to management. Right. Bro, like, wasn't no fights. Uh-huh. Um, everybody, for the most part, pretty much got along. Right. Um, school was clean. Mm-hmm. Um, the lunches was better. Yeah, we did have, what was it, fruitopias, fries yeah. with cheese, ranch, salads. Man, we had them big old salads. Yeah, you just put whatever you want on that joint. Like Chicken yeah. sandwiches, burgers. And so for me, bro, it was like, I'm going to go back to Maryland. I ain't telling nobody. Right. So I remember at the end of the year, they was like, bro, you coming back next year, ain't you? Because, you know, I was in the open gym playing ball. They could see I could hoop. And right. Coming back next year, ain't you? Like, yeah, man. I'm like, This is at Custer? Yeah, I'm okay. trying to go back to Maryland my mom. Right. And, uh. I promise you, man, I don't know how this day, uh-huh. my mama might take credit for it, but I don't know if it was Connor, but bro, like, I don't remember no papers being signed, mm-hmm. nothing for me to get back into Mesmer, a, a pathway just came, and it was like, I was enrolled back in. For sophomore year. Yeah, so, I, hey man, shout out to, if that was Mr. Connor, I don't know, bro, I'm, I'm telling you. This. It probably was. There was no conversation with me and my mom that I was going back to Mesmer, I don't know if it was a glitch in their system, uh-huh. nothing. But you was back enrolled. Back enrolled. The stuff, so I'm looking like it came for me and my sister. <laughs> now, you know, when most people get kicked out of Mesmer, mm-hmm. name anybody that came back, bro. I can name two people that came back. Felix, rest in peace. Yeah, Felix. Fee. And then I think uh, his name is, uh, he's a preacher now, uh, George. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he can comment if he ever see it. But George think, with the braids. Yeah, George. I think he had left and came back to Okay, Mesmer. okay. Um, but when people was gone, they was gone. Yeah, you weren't coming back. So this is an extraordinary second chance right here. Yeah, because Mesmer used to be zero tolerance for everything. You, you fight, you gone. You Bob. argue, you gone. Brother, brother Bob. This is that Brother Bob era. The real Brother Bob era. The re- not, the, not the one. At, yeah. The real Brother Bob. Remember he's had a suit? Once mm-hmm. he flicked that thing back. Hey, come here. Them it's singers. Over, it was know. over with. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. What would you say? Would you say that was your biggest turning point in your life? Or what would you say was your yeah, biggest turning point? Bro, bro. One of them. One of them. Okay. Um, and at the time, I didn't know it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I just was like, oh, yeah, okay. I'm going back to Mesmer. Like... But when I look back on it, definitely, bro, because, uh, <clears throat> again, like I told you, my upbringing prepared me for transitions to any environment, right? Gotcha. And I say that to say, if I'm here, I know how to handle myself here. If I'm there, I gotta, I know how to handle myself there. So, um, it, it really wasn't, it wouldn't have been nothing for me to stay at Custer, but my personality would have had to change right things would have had to change Mm -hmm. because it it, you know what i mean like to to i don't want to and i ain't trying to make it seem like it was east side high or nothing like that 
Because, you know, it was plenty, you know, good people, people that got good grades and stuff like that. But, bro, it was just a different environment. Like, it was. It was few and far in between. Yeah. As opposed to Mesmer, where you had people like, I mean, you had some people that fell by the wayside, but yeah. you had some, at Mesmer, it was really like academic focus, try to better yourself. If you want to play sports, you had to have it together. Not even just academic, you had to have your behavior in check. Because yeah, yeah. remember, like, if you ain't your behavior in check, you couldn't. It ain't, you ain't, they ain't doing, you ain't doing nothing. And so, like, but at Custer, you might be a basketball player, <clears throat> and then somebody might be trying to treat you like what they think, like a basketball player. And then, like I said, you coming from this valley, like, hold on, bro. Like, right. This ain't that, right? Right, right. So it brings a lot more problems. At Mesmer, you can just be yourself. You know what I mean? If you funny in real life, if you like to draw, you can be yourself without any um, immediate, like, you know, we had our we jokes. jokes and, right. You know what I mean? But, but it was nobody trying to... Trying to like really but like start nothing with you or, right. or do you know what I mean? Discourage you. Mm-hmm. When nobody was trying to discourage you, it was really all in fun. You know what I mean? Everybody had their own little stuff. Cause think about it, we were talking about the other day, like it was some people that came from that school that was super smart. Mm-hmm. For sure. Ronnie sure. Rowe. Where do you oh, say man, she shout went? Shout out to Ronnie Rowe. I think she went to Duke because at a graduation they said uh, she had a full ride to Duke. I don't know if she went, but shout out to Ronnie Rowe. Ronnie Rowe hey. was smart. Comment on this. It's I was number one in the freshman class for like a month, and then oh, she yeah, took yeah. off. She, she smoked. She, she smoked. Yeah, me. She smoked. And then Romero Ronnie, went to. Ronnie, it was so easy for Ronnie, bro. She was like a, <laughs> a, a teacher's assistant after a while. Was like, she? She helping me. You know, it's like, oh yeah, all you gotta do is. And I, I, I messed with her so tough because little did people know. I don't know how many people really rock with Ronnie Rowe, but I did because it's something about like sweet, sweet. Cool female, like she was always like that. Super. So I got to know Ronnie, and uh, she was real nice. She was, yeah. she was like a cool, funny person. Actually. Right, right. So she always helped me. Shout out Ronnie Rowe. Shout out Ronnie Rowe. Yeah, yeah. man, uh, the high school was crazy. I yes, enjoyed yes. it for sure. for sure. Uh, would you, if you could go back in time, would you uh, do high school again? Would it be like today with the, with the kids today, or if we talking about because if we because if, if it's like it is now, no. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like going back to when it was for us. Would you go back and do it? I enjoyed high school. I did. I enjoyed I it. Did. Like, regardless of what went on, I enjoyed high I school. Did. So, like, we have fun. Nah, bro. I, I, put, I put my, uh, in high school, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. Outside of, like, uh, basketball, like, doing, you know, but like, I, I, put, I put my feet in the, uh, put my foot marks in the pavement in school, bro. In school? I, I, I think that, uh, if, if if you went to our school, you can't say whether you was my guy or you <laughs> like me as a female, whatever. You can't say you ain't know me. So undeniable. Yeah, I, I made my mark. Bro. Some people can act like it, but yeah, it's like, undeniable. It's undeniable. It's you undeniable. Vic, like, you talking about dude? <laughs> whatever your description of me is, you might be like, oh yeah, short dude, uh, dude with the, the annoying dude, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you yeah, feel yeah. about me? Um, you know, I, I made my mark, bro. So nah, I would I wouldn't go back. Um, not for, you know. Not on that. Do you have any regrets from high school? I know one that we could think of. I don't think it has to be a regret, but no, I know what you're saying. And um, we share that one. Yeah, I'm gonna say, uh, regrets. You know what, bro? I didn't go to prom. Mm. I didn't go to uh, homecoming. I didn't make it to homecoming either. None of that type, like, like. You Would you go I mean? back and do it, or you just it that just wasn't you? <laughs> um, would I go back and do it? 
if, okay, if everybody in my life is in my life at that time was in my life, uh-huh. man, probably not. I probably wouldn't do it. You probably wouldn't do it. Nah, because uh, like, see, uh, it's, I, I, no, I wouldn't do it. I, okay. I probably wouldn't go back. Just, I mean, I wouldn't go back and do like prom and all of that stuff. Uh, uh-huh. Because in the end of the day, I mean, right? What did it really do for anybody? Else? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, how many people? You know, but we can agree that high school was fun, though. Oh man, what? Like, bro, the um, the games, um, you know, the parties, the friendships. I remember we was uh, it was Valentine's Day, man, and um, we was both, you know, you had the the Monte Carlo, ninety five, ninety five. And uh, I remember us going up to Mayfair trying to get our Valentine's some gifts and uh, stuff like that, man. So it was the small things like that, bro, that I look back on. We was in there trying to get the Valentine's Air Force Ones, the Doogies came Oh, up. my gosh, yes. <laughs> Do little stuff like that, man. So, like, little memories like that, man. Um, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't trade it, especially for, like, uh-huh. you know, the kids, the youth, man. They had a... Um, Society, man, is just at a funny place. So redoing high school in, to, in today's era. Now, if I could go back then, probably not either then. Because like I said, I put my foot in the, right. in the, in the, in the uh, seat. Right. And I put my footprints down. In high school, definitely different now. I mean, back then, we was able to catch the bus yeah, yeah. to go places. We yeah. was staying late. We would figure out rides. We would give each other rides if we needed. You know what I'm saying? Everybody low-key kind of like looked out for each other. Even at if mesmer. At Mesmer, at least. <laughs> right? Like, that was kind of what it is. Like, even if you ain't like such and such, such and such, it'd be like, ain't nobody really gonna leave nobody out. We would rib somebody. Yeah, that's it. But that's, I think that's... That's, that's everywhere? Like, I don't care if you're in Africa, bro. They, they rib. <laughs> I mean, they rib. In Africa? In Africa, they rib. In Africa? Like, for real. Like, in London, right. everywhere, they, they getting it on. So, you ain't gonna get past that. Cause I think right. that's just something that... Kids, man, they kids can be cruel, so you ain't getting past that. But once you learn to grow that thick skin, and that was that's another thing. So when we talk, go back to MPS, that gave me thick skin, bro, because you dealing with that out the door all day long. I, I don't care who you is, like right. Unless you, I'm talking about your mama. You know what I mean? Just spit five grand on new school clothes when school starts. Somebody gonna find something to rib you about. Something, like, even you know, if you air fresh. Yeah, you air fresh. You get so you either can't read. You gonna have to learn to deal with that. Like um, you can't write. Yeah. Everybody got it, but yeah, for sure. So if we fast forward, we um got out of high school and stuff. Now um, a lot of things, you know, everybody went their separate ways, right? Yeah. Um, and now we all we both grown, right? Yeah. So now it's like, you know, what is it like being like a husband and a father and an entrepreneur? Oh man, um, it's funny you say that, man, because I never consider myself like I never like wrote that down to look at it and say I'm all those titles, right? Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's just, you know, it's, it's surreal, bro, like, uh-huh. because I think at a young age, man, um, we all know that you're going to get to a point where you have to mature and you got to grow up, right? But for that moment to actually come, bro, I was just talking to somebody the other day and, <laughs> they, you know, they hit me with a cold reality, like, it was somebody that was older than me. They're like, he like 41, ain't he? And, and I'm like, dang, he is. Like, so I had to, in, in um, relation to my age, to his, I was just looking. I was like, man, like, dang, we really at that point. And um, I'm saying that to say everybody don't have them titles. We at a point where, you know, but everybody don't have father. Husband. You know, and entrepreneur, you know what I mean? Or even job. Like, right. some people kind of stuck in the past. And, um, 
I remember something my, my dad told me, man. Um, that was important to having a father, too. A lot of wisdom came from that. Right. I remember uh, he was telling me, I ain't going to say who it is, but he was telling me about an older guy. Uh-huh. And um, he was like, son, I remember him coming on the block in the neighborhood when we was like doing our thing and he was still throwing up forks. He was still gangbanging. He was like, he's like six, 60, late sixties at this point in time. And he was like, 60 years old. Gangbanging is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. That's nuts. That's insane. You know what I mean? Right. And, and true enough, people that you always going to reminisce on your past and stuff like that, but to still be living in that bro, to be glorifying that. I'm saying that to say, I see a lot of people still living in them ways. And what we was doing when we was in high school yeah. or early 20, you know what I mean? So for you to call me all of those things, man, um, I appreciate I appreciate being able to to grow into that. Um, I appreciate uh, just even having the, you know what I mean, the ability and the time and the space to grow into all of those Because when did you get married? Last year? Uh, a couple or months two- ago, like four months ago, maybe. Yeah. That's crazy. Congratulations again. Like so you're still a newlywed. I think they still call it the honeymoon stage, but whatever. <laughs> um, you got two kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, two girls, two right? Daughters. Two daughters. What's that like having two girl, two daughters? Uh, a lot of kisses. A lot of kisses. A lot of, a lot of love. Kisses. I get them 101 kisses. I don't care who get mad. <laughs> I don't care where we at. We can be in public. My mama, what? Stop kissing them. Mm-mm. You know, because I know um, how I grew up, man. Like I explained to you, you know. Um, I had a I had a, 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 a tough as nails pops, a uh-huh. tough as nail father, and low key emotionally, you know, moms was tough too, but she was a single woman in the world. She had to be right, so that kind of shuts a little bit of that. She had to adapt to that. Around. Yeah, yeah, like you know, and it took for me to get older to realize that because you know when you coming up, you are like man, woman, you know, nah, nah, nah. do you think we give our our parents enough credit? You know, for that, you know, because, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I didn't see so many people look at it and be like, when they get older, they want to blame their parent and come down on their parent. Like, you weren't, and I'm of the, of the mindset, kind of like what you were saying, like, I recognize, like, my mom was a single parent. Yeah. So, some of the stuff she did during that time, that's how she had to actually, like, navigate that time. Mm-hmm. And I can respect that. So, now I don't look back like, you didn't do this for me. I don't look at that because that was a different time, like you said. Well, well, I'm gonna say this. Well, it takes maturity to get to that point. Agreed. Get it twisted. Agreed. I was at a point where I'm like, man, if it, it pops you, because you know, when I got kicked out of Mesmer, one thing I didn't put on my I, my dad was in the penitentiary. Okay. And I remember when I got kicked out, going up there to see him. I'm like, oh, he finna, you know what I mean? My man, listen, bro. My dad, I remember he called me on the jail phone. And he said, boy, you think I can't touch you from here? <laughs> I remember you telling me this story. Right. So I'm like, Kenny? Like, I'm like, who are you finna have come over here? One of my uncle, you know what I mean? So he had, you know, so when I was going up to scene. That pe- that fear is so powerful, powerful though, bro. bro. It's real. And you talking about. Through a phone. You talking about me. Through I wasn't a f- running around here scared of, you know what I mean? A lot of people, you know what I mean? I wasn't running around here just like. Right. Yeah. Nah. It's, you know what I mean? Because I knew who he was, though. You know but what I mean? But through the phone, like, I'm, that says so much about a father, that man. That says so much about a father. Even from there, though. And now it's your turn to be a father. When it comes to uh, giving our parents, man, credit, um, I just think that uh, it take, that comes with maturity, man. Um, <clears throat> because obviously they were young. Mm-hmm. You know, they still figuring things out themselves. 
Um, and like, you know, when I when I got kicked out of Mesmer, man, you know, in the beginning when I was young and, you know, coming up, I'm like, man, if my dad would have been out, maybe I wouldn't have got kicked out of Mesmer. Maybe I would have did better in, <laughs> you know what I mean, in school and stuff like that. No, nah, honestly, and, uh-huh. but I realized that um, he was doing the best. And maybe some people don't think it was his best, but he was doing the best with what he had and the knowledge and information that he had at the time trying to navigate the world. That was a different world at the time. We got a lot more um, opportunities. The internet is readily available to do certain yeah. things. Yeah. So I just think that we, um, that, come, that comes with maturity, man. And I think, honestly, what that usually come around, like when you're getting close to like 30 years old, you kind of can reflect back. Yeah. And then you become your own parent. And then you like, you know what I mean? So, yep. um, shout out, shout out to my parents, man. Um, I, I, I don't think we give them, we definitely don't give them enough credit when we're young, but I think it just, that come with time and maturity. Yeah. I just wanted to ask you, cause I know a lot of people like be going crazy on their parents. Like you didn't do this and you, you know what I mean? So it's hard. So, and, and now I just think about that. Like, how do you maintain like some sort of semblance of like, I'm being present. I, I got time for work. But I got time for my family. I'm there for the girls. I'm there for my wife. Also, get some, giving her some time too. Like, how do you kind of? I know work life balance is like a cliche, but how do you find that balance of being a father, being a husband, and working? Like, what do you try to do? I'm gonna I'm be honest with you. Uh-huh. Um, I just, I just do it, bro. Like uh-huh. my schedule overloaded all the time. You know. Um, but I just, you know, I don't have no downtime, really. So that's how I do it. Uh-huh. Um, but I wanted to say, too, man, because it's funny that you asked that question. I don't got it all figured out. Even though I right. got these titles, entrepreneur, you know what I mean? I, I've been, uh, only had that title for three and a half years. I mean, that's that's a long time as far as, like, having your own business and it actually producing for you. But, uh, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for you know, I mean, the, the true sense of legally being an entrepreneur three and a half years. So it's like, um, it's a lot that come with that title alone. Right. To make, you know what I mean? Running your own business. And then now you got to come home and, and, and then you got to get your kids time. So really at this point, I haven't really mastered how to etch out time for this, 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 and that. What I do is I just keep going like got you so you in the moment tomorrow i gotta do that i gotta do that i I don't really turn nothing down Uh it's just like i'm just doing it now i'm gonna get to a point where i burn out and then that's when i gotta kind (laughs) of start looking at some strategies on how to be like all right you gotta slow down on this get this a little more time your kids your family right and i think that's kind of like what you just said it's funny because i think that's kind of like the standard way a lot of men are wired to just like just go 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 and then it take a uh a situation where I'm like I'm burnt out, I'm exhausted for you. Like, okay, no, I need to get this in order. Yeah. Um, and so like now I've been trying to figure out different ways to kind of like get in front of that as much as possible. But like you said, sometimes when you're in the moment and you actually like being a father, working, being a husband, you just like I'm just doing it. I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm trying to be present. I just like keep going, keep going. I don't really have time to kind of like sit back and think of like I'm gonna put this bucket of time here, this bucket of time here, and then for yourself too. Well, especially cause when it's new. Yeah. Now my kids is, is is younger. You know, I have a four year old uh-huh. and a two year old, so it's like yeah, you got the itty bitties. Yeah, then you know, so all of this stuff is new. Um, I mean, everything that comes with that, you know, um, maintaining a home. Uh, you know, then you still got your friends. You know, y'all. You know, sometimes, you know, people send me 
memes, like, you know, or that's or all we do all day. All day, right? We're laughing at so all day. I might see like one cent four. I might <laughs> see like Trill cent two or three. Then my cousin, uh, Swift, he might have sent five. So right. Like, you got to sit down and get him some time, too, because these are the people that show crutch in your backbone when you're going through things and then you just kind of need to talk to a man instead of... Absolutely. See, you know what I mean? As, you know, they Absolutely. don't know from a man perspective Absolutely. what you're going through. So you got to get them time too. You got to yeah. have time for, for, for your... Uh, How important is that to have somebody to be a sounding board but also you being a sounding board for them and then even more importantly having somebody that you can talk to that's not always going to agree with you mm. or that'll point you out and be like, yeah, Vic, I don't know. Mm. Or you could tell me like what? Like, I see what you're saying but you might want to do this because this is how this person might feel. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it all depends on uh, what type of uh, individual you're dealing with. Now, when you're dealing with um, a humble, level-headed individual, right? you know what I mean? That is like the most important thing that you can have. I'm talking about from significant other, from mom, from dad. Right. Not no malice, right. but they're telling you like, you kind of might have been wrong in that exactly. situation. Exactly. And I'm explaining to you how, and it's gonna make sense. Right. Not just to tell you you're wrong to humble you. Right. But to tell you you're wrong because they might have seen some error in. Okay, maybe he ain't mean it like that. You feel what I'm saying? Like yep. sometimes because we all need that, bro. I don't care how smart, intelligent, smart we think we is. You can't see the field. You on the field, right? The coaches on the sideline watching. So sometimes these people in our life are coaches, assistant coaches, and they watching like, yep. watch out for this, watch out for that. Don't make that mistake. I made that mistake. Right. So it's important to have uh, those people that's going to call you out on right. um, when you're not wrong, you're right. And then just to have those, like you said, those people that you can bounce ideas off and things like that. Man, it's like, it's everything, especially when you get older. When you're young and you're moving and you're going, it's like... So is it easier? Is it easier to digest that type of criticism or that type of guidance now that we are 30 what 36 I'm 36 yeah. 36 years old is easier to accept that now as opposed to when we was kids for me i think so no for me though but but remember but we got to go back to what we talked about earlier yeah. in the conversation maturity what i'm i'm i was at a <laughs> i was at an event right uh-huh. i don't want to say what event it is cause <laughs> I don't know but i was at an event right uh-huh. and i'm in there man i'm showing love and i'm having fun and, like, bro, I'm just sitting around and cats mean mugging, they arms is, you know what I mean? When you talking about, I ain't, this ain't no nightclub, it's an event. So, and I'm looking, but I'm shaking hands with everybody. And you I'm, your current age? I'm my current age. This, this was a couple months ago, right? We got to stop. Yeah, we, that's what I'm, this is, I, I'm glad you, listen, being, being 30, <laughs> 36 <laughs> and still trying to, it's crazy, man. But let me just finish the story. So they, uh-huh. I'm in there, they mean mugging and, you know, and I'm just like, dog, like you got like an 18, 19 year old, like maturity is important, bro. I'm talking about like, you can't be 36, you know, you know, booty still hanging out sagging, bro. <laughs> right. Like we got to, and I ain't saying you got to, we can still keep our little urbanness to the dressing, but maturity is important. So accepting some of these concepts and things we saying sounds easy right. to a person that's maturing. But somebody who ain't mature, bro, they still, it's like, bro, what you mean? And, and, you know what I mean? When, when you're trying to correct right. them, is you know, they, they, everything is an attack when you're young. Right. You know what I mean? That's how you look at it. Everything is an attack. So is it selfish? Okay, so that's crazy that mm-hmm. you brought that up where people still feel like you're attacking their character when you try to say something and maybe correct them. Mm-hmm. And it might be out of love. 
it has to be a self-esteem type thing then. It has to be some kind of self-consciousness for you to just still want to be in that mode. Yeah. Or, it, you know, they say young fools end up being old fools, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But it still goes to that maturity, but do sometimes maturity you think is tied to our self-esteem and what, how we view ourselves? Yeah, definitely how we view ourselves. Because no way in the world a 36-year-old man should still be mugging another 36-year-old <laughs> yeah, man like, when he walk in the building. Or just like trying to, let's just keep it real, trying to act like you still in the streets. Yeah, what we posing like, for? Like, you, you, you know what I mean? That That's basically <laughs> what was happening. It was cats in there. We from this hill. We and trying to act like you're on the streets, but y'all are fathers. Y'all are. I know what y'all are doing. It's right? over with. And it's over. You're if not you, young no more. If you lived it, the, the story gonna speak for itself. If you lived, you, we lived through that. Right. Per, you know that point in our life, and 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 I think that when you saying is it tied to um, our view of ourselves? I definitely do because the biggest thing is is being able to see yourself as something other. Than what you used to be, right? Or the way that other people used to see you, yeah. Right, what? Yeah. So just, let's just let's be real. Like an NBA player been playing basketball twenty years, mm-hmm. and he retired. When he retired, bro, and he walk in the store, and now they ain't, you know, the fans ain't calling his name like that no more. That's a tough pill to swallow, right? Yeah, you're right. You, you have a nice looking female. You've been a nice looking female all your life. You get a little bit older. And now all the guys ain't beating out of your door the way. That don't mean you're not nice looking no more, but it's just like it, it ain't it ain't the way that it used to be. <laughs> That's kind of a hard pill to swallow, right? Right. So it comes with the maturity reality. to understand that inside, what? Well, listen, right. inside, you still have value outside of all of that. Exactly. That's what I always had. So when you say I always was kind of like sure of myself and stuff, because what? Even if I didn't have the best clothes and you did and she liked you. I still knew who I was. She right. just don't see it. Yet. Right. She just don't see it. That's yet. real. That's hey, real. And then when I get when That's I real. get when I get fresh, I remember you ain't seen that. <laughs> I remember she seen that. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Right. I remember she seen that. So it goes back to what you said in the beginning of the interview, showing love and show and, and highlighting the people um that did see it, right? So I say that to say, yes, it's definitely directly tied into mm-hmm. um how we view ourselves because sometimes we don't see ourselves being nothing than, other than what we was. I start seeing myself as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. a, um, a father, you know, a husband, husband. A family man. You can um, see it. Um, yeah, I, I started visioning it for myself, mm-hmm. and it wasn't easy, bro. Right. I still I still deal with addressing problems and things that happen the way that I used to when I was younger. Right. 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 But I realized that you got a whole lot more riding going on, a lot more going on. So should you really, are you, do it really make sense to give energy to that? Right do I need now? to entertain that? I don't need to entertain. I'm picking my battles at this point. Like, yeah, oh, you said that cool. I'm over it. Because, yeah. So I said that to say, but if you still tied into, man, ain't nobody never played with me since I've been a kid, right? <laughs> you going to be 38 still trying to prove you the toughest dude in the room. Right. When you know who you is. Well, and you got a family. When you know who you is, what well, you don't have to, uh, you, you you don't have to fake for nobody. You don't mm-hmm. have to put on an image and, and mean. Well, I can go somewhere and have fun and laugh and shake hands, what well, because I know who I am on the inside, right? And I understand that, um, me growing doesn't stop me from, you know, um protecting myself or if something right. like you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I'm just saying like that doesn't but a lot of people put on this mask because they scared not to be that because somebody might 
You know what I mean? And that's what's going on a lot in the streets yeah. too with the young with the young guys and the kids, right? It's like if I don't act like this, people going to think they, they gonna can think run that. over me. They can, you feel what I'm saying? It's a lot of facades with that, especially with kids. And kids been, you know, kind of like sent off with that yeah. because you got 38-year-olds posing the same way and the kids see that. And what they going to do? The kids mimic what they see and repeat what they hear. And, and guess what? The reality is it's starting, it needs to be preached earlier that that has, you yeah. know, this image of I got my 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 hat cocked to the Gucci hat cocked to the side with my booty that don't make you right. that doesn't make you right. You feel what I'm saying? You still you. You're still you. You posing as something else, but you're, you're still you. And so that's the importance is understanding who you are and yeah. finding value in who you yeah, are. Absolutely. Um, you know, before mm -hmm. because the world will tell you. I learned this, man. The world gonna tell you who who they think you are, but you got to know who you, who you is. Are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plenty of people try to tell me I wouldn't, you know what I right. mean? Right, but, but you was always sure of yourself, yeah. so. Um, I know you got, uh, going back to it again, you got two daughters, mm -hmm. um, and I know you was telling me the other day uh, just how you've been advocating for, like, your kids and mm -hmm. stuff like that. What is it like being a black father advocating for your kid in education? Oh, man. Um, because you know that's no disrespect to any fathers that are, yeah. um, but I'm just going to be real just from being in education for a long time, advocating for your child as um, black fathers advocating for their children is somewhat rare. Usually, yeah. you know, it's a mother or usually it's a grandmother, mm -hmm. uh, maybe even a grandfather more before a black father. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times they just let it go. Uh, you know, parents let it all go male and female. Um, but what is it like to be a black father advocating for your 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 child? Uh, again, like you said, for me, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. It's, it's natural because, uh -huh. um, as you know, man, we went to school together, so yeah, um, always been kind of outspoken when it comes to I feel like something that's injustice. Yes, you know, if always. You, yeah, if it's, if it's injustice, I'm speaking on it. What was your favorite um, thing? Nah, bro. Nah, nah we, ain't, we, you know, and it's to the office. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and, you know, it's funny, what? Like everybody try to. That's another thing too. Before I go back to that, everybody try to be the. Oh, I was the bad kid in school. I don't remember y'all being <laughs> in the office as much. As me. I don't remember that. But I they say, make it a competition. Yeah, they make it. A, I was bad. Like, I don't remember that. I got the record. They kicked me out. You know what I mean? But no, nah, I'm just saying that to say. Right. Um, no, but. I always just kind of spoke out, bro. So, but what it is, is though, uh -huh. in my experience in this short amount of time, is it scary because you see uh, what the school system uh, has to offer your child, right? So then you start asking yourself, um, do I need to move outside of the uh, county? The county to get better schooling. But then now my kids around people that don't look like them as much. Culture that's shock. That's kind of a culture shock. And then you want to keep... You Other know, things come with that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, it's Black History Month. So, you know, I'm, I'm real big on um, our kids knowing the pill, you know, the, the, the people that paved the way for us. So, I'm big on them keeping a the little, you know, their culture. Right. So, I don't want right. them to go out there and just get overwhelmed with, you know. So, it's, right. it, it's tough, bro. Like, right. it's, it's tough in that sense. But as far as standing up for minds, you know, it's always gonna come easy because I've been doing that since the beginning and then they minds they ain't asked to be here so I'm the one that has to um, protect yep. and, and kind of guide them you know to have to lead the best life that they can so I mean that's, yeah. that's normal for me no that's um that's super admirable bro yeah. um and just our conversation that we have on the regular yeah, beyond yeah, sure. the screen sure. and things like that I see it I recognize it and um I'm happy that you're doing it man, man um it gives me um 
a lot of uh, confidence to be like, yep, we still do got some people out here that's solid that's doing the right thing, especially standing by their kids and being ten toes. No um, and it kind of like it flips the stereotype on the side of his head, on top of his head because. Yeah. It's usually, you know, this is what the moms do. This is what the moms mm-hmm. do. And shout out to the moms because we had mothers that would stand <laughs> up for us. But I think we came from that generation where it's like, yeah, we didn't know what we were doing as kids. But as we got older, we was like, nope, this is the type of dad I want to be. This type of father, this type of husband I want to be. So let me say this too, Walt. This all goes back to what you see. So I've been throwing credit to my mom and my papa interview. Mm-hmm. But I want to say this. On my dad's side, I come from a family of men. Mm-hmm. So when we have barbecues, it's the men that get it together. Mm-hmm. When it's like, you know, you and your cousin, y'all coming together. Y'all finna talk about this. You know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's, it's men. I've seen men doing it. So I always seen the importance of when they would be trying to like, man, man, I don't need no man. I'm like... Nah, I, don't, I, I seen, you know, and even in their faults, because they wasn't perfect people. Right, right, right. Saying, but I've seen them be assertive. Right. You feel what I'm saying? I, I didn't see them sit back and be like, you know what I mean? I seen them be like, You hey, see them tuck their tail. Yeah, so um, for me, um, it's, it's the only thing I know, bro. I only, I know, the only thing I know how to do is be out front for my family. You know That's I mean? beautiful. That's beautiful. And speaking, you know, uh, since we're talking about the kids and talking about me and putting things together, yeah. um, you just hosted the 12th annual yeah. Tot Lot Tournament last year uh, for Labor Day. Um, if you haven't checked out that event, you need to check it out. Um, yes, yes. I think I was a part of it with the last two times, two times on the teams yes, and stuff yes. like We won it this we year. Won it, it. Um, so, you got MVP, so don't, <laughs> you, know, he, you know, he tried to, you know, well, humble, man. That was our MVP, man. MVP, man. Nah, bro, you turned up at the end. We was dead. <laughs> no, yeah, we was all dead. Yeah, we I appreciate tired that. Out there. So just speak about that, um, the Tot Lot Tournament um, and the community impact and what you've been trying to do with that um, yeah, man. over the so, years. So, bro, it started, honestly, you know, you're going to get people saying different things. But from what I remember, it started 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of a way to get back to um, the community I came up in, bro. I appreciated that community because, as I said earlier in the interview, we moved a lot. So that was our first, uh-huh. um, like, like, for my mom. Me and my sister, that was our first, like, all right, we planted here, we here for years type of situation. And I learned so many lessons up there, um, life lessons up there. Uh-huh. Um, and so when I became grown, I seen the little kids running around, bro. And I just remember when we was that age, nobody was up there. Right. So <clears throat> I just um, would just, you know what I mean, just try to be like more of a, I don't want to say a mentor or good because I wasn't not necessarily saying like the best uh character to be but i was trying i was right. like all right right we got them let's do something let's put together like some barbecue and it started small mm-hmm. and then it just started growing Elevating. and growing and growing and uh we on our 13th year this year man um i'm looking forward to it oh yeah it'd be fun man now, man if you have not came out if you went to school with me and walk uh you associated with us man come out it is definitely a good time it's a hidden gem in the city man for sure definitely. for sure hidden we definitely we're going to shine some a lot of light on that. Um, you know, um, this year is going to be a little bit different, and yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I just want to make sure that people know that, like, you were doing a lot of this stuff, like, straight out of your pocket. Yeah. Um, not saying that you care about, you know, being noted, you know, noted or credited for that, but mm-hmm. I know that that's a lot in terms of the organization of everything from the game to the people coming there, the DJ, the generator, yeah. the food, the school supplies. 
um, how things are going to be run, doing things on time, mm-hmm. you know, interacting with the crowd, you know, and offering other yeah. people them opportunities. And I think that's a great thing that you've been doing. Yeah. And, you know, I'm salty that I didn't jump on before and support <laughs> you more. I feel sure. bad for coming on so late. Um, but I thought it was more so of a neighborhood thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I respected the fact, like, oh, that's the neighborhood thing. You know, I might pull up and come watch y'all. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So um looking forward to it this year. So, um, but with that, I'm going to ask you this. This is the question I got to ask everybody. What's your motive for everything that you do? Uh, man, that's, that's, a, that's a deep question, man. Um, I would say, of course, my family, uh-huh. right? Um, I think it's important, especially when you have uh, children, to leave a legacy of, remember I was just telling you, I looked at my dad and my mom to see who I was and wasn't. So when they see their dad doing you know, this, that entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, he owned that building or he, you know what I mean? Um, I think it, um, it, uh, it lets them know who they are and are. So mm-hmm. of course my family, but I would just say what motivates me, um, or what's my motivation is time. Um, I learned, bro, we don't have as much time as we think we got. <laughs> right. Yes. You know, look how quick we became in our mid thirties. You know what I mean? It seemed like just yesterday, bro, we was at, uh, Burger King at Burger King, um, you know, laughing, talking, doing homework and stuff like that, trying to make the basketball team battle raps, battle raps, um, just all of that, all of those things, bro. But then we like this in a flash of an eye. People got some of our friends got 18, 19 year old kids. Yeah, I got, I got a small, I got small kids, but you know, so I said all that once to say. Time, bro. Like, time motivate me. Every morning I get up, I'm like, I got to be doing something. I got to be, Mm -hmm. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that because I ain't got all day. I ain't got time. I got to go do this before I got to go pick up my kids. I got to go do this because I got to go grocery shopping. Uh I got to go do this because uh, I was supposed to meet Walt over here so we could put the banner up for (laughs) da-da-da. Like, I don't have time, bro. So, I think time motivates me Uh um, um, the most, man, is to to be the most and get the most out of this Uh life that I can get out of it. Um, I think that's my motive, but... I do got one question for you, man. Uh-oh. Uh, why did you quit the team senior year, man? You mean why did we? Yeah. We quit the <laughs> We quit the team. Hey. You already know what was going on, man. That was our senior year. Yeah. Think about it. Junior year, that summer going into our senior year, yeah. we just focused on like we can't wait for the senior year. Yeah. Me, you, Trail, yeah. uh, I think Pierre was supposed to play. Pierre and him getting cut or whatever. It was just a lot of crazy stuff that went on. Dave Kimmins was was playing. It was just, we got a new coach, and he's, (laughs) just know it was a lot of crazy stuff going on, Mm -hmm. and he was playing with us. He was playing with us. It was a lot of stuff, and I was like, you know, as a kid, we, what, 17, 16, 17? That's a lot to try to wrestle with mentally, and I was just like, all right, we're going to try it. Think about how long we stayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was just like after St. John's, yeah. Trayvon Hughes game, yeah. we played great. Yeah. And some, I'm, I'm done. It's I'm done. <laughs> over with. It's yeah. over with. Like, this don't make sense, bro. And the, and the reason I asked that question, one, because me and Trail, we laugh and we talk about that all the time. He said he's still mad at us for quitting the team. You know, um, I told him, I said, bro, you wasn't embarrassed <laughs> like we were, bro. We what? You got cats coming from other schools. Like, oh, he really weak? You know what I mean? Like, shit, what? That's unheard of. Getting put in. That's, that's unheard getting of. Getting put in in garbage time. That's unheard of. In front of your home crowd is crazy. 
I launch that hey, boy every time. Hey, I ain't lying to you. I said, nah, I, ain't, I can't do that. I could be doing something else, bro. I got, I got up out of there. But, come on, I, but, man. But, and then we try to come back. But the big, who did? I didn't. Yes, we did. Because Brother Bob said I could, we couldn't come like, back. You tried to come back. Yeah, I tried to come back. The dog came to me. I said, I'm done, bro. You ain't finna embarrass me. I yeah, he did cut him. Actually, I thought I, I was said, on some like done. a package deal, like bring yeah. us both back. Okay. And Brother Bob was like, no. But no, I, I said that, bro, um, to say... Um, because over the years, man, you continue to, you know, play mm-hmm. and stuff like that, man. And I, I watched you just like, you know, you had that you had that love for the game. Mm-hmm. And um I always looked at it, I'm like, man, why you know, why Walt didn't you know, for me, right. I could play, but what I started learning was as I started going on, I love to compete. I didn't love the game. Got you. you know I mean, that's what I found out in that quitting. Because I didn't love it enough to sit on the bench. <laughs> I'm a difference maker, right? Right, so, right. This is what I said. You get older, you mature, and you learn yourself. Right, like, right, absolutely. I'm a difference maker. So if I'm somewhere around not making no difference, I'm not being motivated. Yeah, and I'm wasting space. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm feeling like I'm not feeding into my pa- into my passion. And I don't gotcha. have time. Remember, I went back to time. <laughs> I don't have time. I got, you know what I mean? So you think I'm going to be sitting on, but I had to ask that man, because Trill, you know, he he uh, he always be like, man, you don't want to quit on me, man. And, and uh, and I was, I'm like, man, he was getting time. He was good. He was putting up 20 shots a game. Right, you was a star player, boy. Yeah, was, and then he just quit in the top lot two years ago. Yeah, see, look. So, so he so can't he say that. Yeah, you got to yeah. get back at him, man. Yeah. yeah, but nah, man, definitely, bro, I appreciate uh, being able to be on here, man, and build with you. For sure. Um, and I like what you're doing with this, bro. And uh, just, I just say, man, continue, man. Much success to you and your family, you know, little Walt, the wife, you know, the family and stuff right. like that, man. And uh, let's just continue to grow, bro. I appreciate you. For sure. I appreciate you for coming, man. Um, and you know I got I'm gonna have to have you come on again because sure. uh you are you, you got a lot of wisdom and even some stuff we was talking about off camera. Yeah. We gotta bring segments and talk about that in a sure. more collaborative space. But uh and I admire you as a as a friend, as a father, as a husband. Um, like I said, I'm not gonna call you a community activist, but you're working with the community, sure. um, and just you know, just being somebody that you know I can call on um, in terms of you know whatever I got going on. Um, but until next time, what's your motive?